Welcome to the Hover Running Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Montemere, and I'm here to talk to you about the latest news and trends of the running world. Today, I'm joined by a special guest, Jacob Clems. Clems, it's an honor to have you. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself for the audience. Hi, yeah. Uh, uh, my name is Jacob Clems. I'm from the Hanson's ODP uh, project um, outside of Detroit in Rochester Hills, uh, specializing in the 10,000 right now and hopefully working up to the marathon. Yeah, sweet. And uh, just to add some context for you guys listening, uh, Clems and I uh, first met in the summer of 2020 when uh, I crashed the UP's uh, Airbnb training session uh, in Flagstaff, uh, sleeping on their couch, you know, crashing their trainings, running with them and quite quite a few other teams that were there as well. Uh, it was a great time. Uh, lots of lots of good miles uh, on that yeah. nice red, the red clay there in Flagstaff. Uh, a lot of torturous miles, a lot of good miles, a lot of everything in between. Oh yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of good workouts there, and the uh, you know lots of lots of fun experiences like Winslow and oh, yeah. uh, countless hours playing Smash Bros and <laughs> nothing but uh, Smash Bros. Tons of grocery ships, grocery trips to Safeway. Shout oh, out Safeway. Yeah. <laughs> Every single Safeway card that we stored in Justin's <laughs> Honda Civic. Yep. <laughs> or Accord, sorry. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, yeah, no, I still cherish a lot of those memories in that beautiful city. Uh, definitely want to go back uh, just just to train, just for my mental. I think it'll it'll put me in a good spot again. Zen. Exactly. Great place. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, how's uh, running post college been? It's it's been good so far. Uh, can't complain. Um, just have been racing cross so far. Uh, finished up uh, the U.S. Cross Championships, eighteenth. Uh, um, it was a big yeah. step forward. Um, I've, I've, I've liked it a lot so far. It's a little bit tougher at times just because you're adjusting to not being in the college system and having like a lot of things that you take for granted in the college system that you kind of have to figure out as a professional. It's kind of like the, I used the analogy earlier, like a, like a starving artist kind of thing. Like sometimes like th- there are moments where you're like, man, why am I doing this? But like, yeah. um, it's definitely worth it when you have performances like at uh, us cross and kind of like, hopefully that. I'll have in the future, but you know that there's going to be setbacks and there's going to be um, great things to come in the future. It's just kind of riding the highs and lows of it. And uh, so far, so so good, kind of just playing it month by month and, you know, um, embracing whatever comes towards me. Yeah, sweet. Uh, how, how are the team? How's the guys? How's the coach? The, I mean, the, the, guys are awesome that was i think the the main reason i came here was i, I got along really well with them um the the training and everything's a little bit different than uh what i was used to in college just because it's a little bit more strength based and um that's something i wasn't super used to coming in and I, I remember my first like two or three weeks here just getting just drugged through the mud on like easy runs and stuff like that just being like oh, yeah god like am i good enough to do this kind of thing like uh having doubts like that but like i, I think it's pretty normal when you first get into something just being having like a little bit of that imposter syndrome and like adjustment period too though yeah exactly like i I went from um training in portland and everything like that completely switching everything up and you know it was i i I think it was time it was a good it was it's been a good transition so far and uh i mean the guys make it so much easier because you gotta like who you train with to make training worth it definitely definitely uh this feels like something that i've uh, had to experience in college was maybe you didn't get along with some teammates. You didn't get along with some things, at least in my experience, uh, 
you know, I've, I went through quite a few coaches in my, my short amount of time. Uh, yeah. I, I think I had more coaches than I had seasons, <laughs> uh, but I stuck around. I, I, I hung out, uh, <laughs> got to, got to live vicariously through, through you guys. Um, yeah, no, uh, it's, at UP, it's I would, an adjustment. It, yeah. Anytime you do something like that and going from like a, a real, like established, like transition from like Portland to here, like this is an established program. So like that was, that made it easy and kind of like definitely talking to the guys that have been here for a little while and kind of, you know, kind of picking up on what they tell you early on. Like there's, there's some stuff that like within day-to-day life that you don't really realize is like will weigh on you as you're training. And it's just kind of figuring out the balance and how it works and having, having guys like Zach and uh, Wilkerson. And um, I mean, even the guys that just got here before me, like uh, Stubbs, Jack and um, Chris, like just kind of figuring out how, how this world works a little bit. Cause it is different. And, like how big, how um, big is the team? We've got, um, we've got 10 guys right now. And then we've got, I want to say like 10 ladies as well. So, I mean, it's, it's a big squad, yeah. especially nice. for like the professional scene. Like you don't see a lot of teams this big. So that yeah. is something that's cool. I've, heard, about it. Hey, I've been hearing some great stuff coming from Hanson Brooks. So, uh, yeah. I, no, I, I a few episodes ago, I think I gave, I gave the, the teams a big shout out. You guys had some big higher up finishes, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't last episode. It was a few episodes ago. Yeah. Uh, both on the girls. That. Both both on the girls and the guys side. You guys had a good showing, and I just I I made sure to mention it. I was like, and shout out to them because for I'm that's a great great performance. Um, yeah. I think I think it was uh, was it might have been the race before, or maybe it was Austin to. So, yeah, we had Austin, and then we had Club Cross, which is in San Francisco. Club, Club Cross, Club yeah, Cross. Yeah, because we won, we won on both sides. So yeah. that was a cool event too. Really, yeah, like Club uh, Cross. That was that's what it was. And I was like, shout out, shout out to those guys. Uh, yeah, because that's, cool that's they, huge, huge to bring it home. Yeah, no, this is something that the the program always focuses on. We always have a team at Club Cross, and it's it's a cool event. You get to just meet a whole bunch of people that you've never thought you would meet like a lot of just different running clubs from either around the area or around the country, bring them out. And it's a, it's a pretty cool event. So that's, um, and that's something I would love to see, see more in the cross country space with the pros joining in and the, the, you, the elite U twenties and the elite masters and just bringing that into to cross country, making it a bigger sport. Cause honestly, it's, it's what made me fall in love with running, uh, from the very early days of, of running. And, uh, I just think it, there's a lot of room for the sport to grow. Yeah, no, I think, I think within cross, I mean, there's a lot of developing that we can do within the professional ranks, having like 1500 guys face off against 10, 10,000 guys on, on the grass. Like you'll, you'll see a different result. Like, every single time they race because maybe they're in different cycles within training. I think that's a lot of fun to see like in that sound meet, we saw like yard go against his teammate Klecker, like two completely polar opposite types of uh, runners, but they're showing up on the same course, same day and still going head to head. Yeah. And going head to head, you know, and like it's, it's fun to see stuff like that. And I think a lot of like groups tend to dodge each other and stuff like that. And that sound meet was like one where we were all kind of like everybody got together and got after it. And that was, that was cool. So I, I'd like to see a lot more of those in the future. And I think I, that's, it's just good for the sport. I will say that was one of my favorite things about cross country in college was there's oftentimes like 
I'd be, you know, racing guys that were like, dude, you're the 800 meter conference champion. Like, what are you doing in cross? Like, yeah, you know, it's like, exactly. it's unique to see. Cause it's like, I could not touch you. If we raced an 800 meter, I wouldn't be touching you right now. But like, I'm gonna kick your ass. Like yeah. today, today, like I got you. Like, and, and you're going to try to still beat me. Like there's been times, definitely the one that comes to mind, uh, uh, was this kid from Lewis University up in like the Chicago area? Yeah, uh, 800 meter. He was our conference champion, like indoor. And I remember just running at the Lewis invite there, home meet, and he was there. And like this, next thing I know, this guy kid out kicks me to the finish line. Like I'm like, damn, yeah, shouldn't I should I should have gone sooner because I knew you had that kick. But it's like that's what cross country brings. It's so many different variables, and uh, we were talking about it like guys make moves that you know aren't smart moves that you wouldn't make but you know they sometimes pay off and uh yeah the, the, it either like, breaks it breaks somebody else's race or it, it and it helps them in a different way it's so many it's variables like a mini marathon sometimes you'll see guys make moves that are way too early and you know it's way too early but then sometimes it pays off it's just like yeah cross country is just utter chaos happening in yeah. front of you which is kind of fun to watch sometimes it's fun to watch the world burn on the course yeah definitely and uh, definitely when the conditions don't play into the favor of the runners, it really just brings out who's going to put it all on the line and like, yeah. like be in the hurt, be in the hurt yeah. for the longest, you know, go to that pain cave. Uh, and I think uh, you were talking about the sound running earlier. Uh, that was a really well put together event too. And uh, I think that's the step in the right direction for cross country. And uh, I'd love to see sound put on some more stuff in the cross country yeah. world of things. I'd like to see some people like help out with sound and just like, yeah. make it, make it like, you know, some like sponsors, a big, some, yeah, some big like sponsors yeah. that would kind of like, you know, make, make I, the production, you know, that much better and, you know, help Jesse out a little bit. Yeah, definitely. And I think, uh, you know, maybe something that'll help that out is, uh, in the shoe world of things, uh, you know, super shoes made the marathon popular. Yeah. I think we need a cross country a super shoe bike. A, a equivalent to like maybe bring some more attention. You yeah. Know? Cause people are going to want to buy it and then they're going to be like, well now I need to race it. Yeah, exactly. I think so, that, would, that would be an interesting concept. I don't think anybody's working on that right now. That would be a, that'd be a good yeah. board pitch. I think. Yeah. I mean, cause the alpha fly or vapor fly originally definitely is the shoe that started the whole craze of carbon plates and mm -hmm. super foams and, and the marathon, like, I don't think the marathon has ever been bigger. No, you know, it's no, the biggest like, it's ever been. We got so many Americans running Olympic qualifying standard. Yeah. Like, like so many, like you can run Olympic qualifying standard and you're not on the Olympic team, you know, like, no, yeah. You, and the, in the past in the marathon, that would have never happened. Like, it's like, we need as many of you to run this as possible. There's plenty of just like very like dedicated nine to fivers that'll hit the OTQ. Yeah. Just I mean like which yeah. I think is awesome. I think it, I think it expands the horizons of the. I think the sport so. The women's side is deep too in that sense too. Mm -hmm. On the uh, I think there's a lot of a lot a lot of women on that uh, Olympic trials. Uh, the the U.S. women's like trials race is going to be nuts. Like, yeah, that's that's I think arguably one of the hardest teams to make. Yeah, it's definitely. Just, I mean, they're so deep between. Diamato, Sisson, Paul, like you've just, I mean, you got names so, galore. Yeah. And even then it's like those, those women are up there, but mm -hmm. if it's the, it's all comes down to the day, like these other, like you're saying nine to five or might beat them, you know? Yeah. 
it's you'll get, it's insane storylines like like Jake Riley who came out of nowhere who used to be yeah. a handsome guy as well but um, I think I think it's going to be interesting because it's going to be in Orlando in February and that's where we are right now and you know you'll get some days where the morning's like 55 or whatever and you'll get others where it's like starting at 72 so I think I yeah. think it's going to be completely a crapshoot on that end and it's going to be whoever's ready to train in that and ready to race in something like that I think you'll get the more gritty marathoners that day maybe not the the more finesse um yeah definitely uh i'm excited to see you when you start marathoning uh because that's kind of like what i'm into right now uh obviously i love seeing the cross uh and the track side of things but marathoning's kind of been where i've been trending towards uh i'm excited to see that for you in your future as well yeah, it's. I mean, it's definitely. I think it'll be fun. Um, it's just yeah. figuring out when when to do one and kind of like when works out schedule wise. And I think that'll yeah, be. And, and also speaking of people going for uh, OTQs, uh, that'd be great to see on your end too. Yeah, that's. I, I always the always the hope is to get to the show and then just see what you got. And I think that's yeah. that's that's a lot of fun. You know, just and yeah, just, building I for a marathon is is incredible. Yeah, it's incredible though. I. I'm in it kind of right now. And, uh, I wish I would have started further out, but you know, I was training and I was, I was going for New York and it, it kind of blew up on me. Uh, I didn't get accepted. So I kind of, I kind of got, I kind of got like depressed low key. Like, and I was like, I'm done with running and I didn't run for like two months after I got that email. Like speaking of things that like, yeah. It was tough. No, I mean, like, uh, that just kind of shows you go through you go through lulls, like where it's just yeah. like you know, like you you, you really got to want it, and then like if you if you have something happen like that, you know, sometimes you got to take a step back and then figure out like I mean, yeah, people think by taking time off like you're completely ending your like running whatever. And honestly, like, no, no, yeah, you don't See, lose I came those back. miles. I came back and I was like, I'm right where I left, you know. Like even yeah. though I took time off, like it took me a few workouts and a few weeks to like you know, bust the rust and, and get the rhythm back. But like my workout yesterday, like definitely showed me like, dude, you never left. Like you, you've been here this whole time. It takes so long to lose fitness. Um, That's the big thing. Like you, you don't lose as much as you think you do. No. Yeah. Like literally yesterday, uh, I had a three mile warm up, 10 mile, uh, at marathon pace. I ran like just like 40 seconds off my half marathon PR. Oh, like, wow. like, I'm like, come on, like, I'm, I'm good. And that was with a three yeah. mile warm up. Like if I had gone out those three miles, who knows? Like, yeah, exactly. Like you, you can, you can surprise yourself. Yeah, completely. definitely. And I did. And I did. And it, I didn't notice it until like, I was like seven miles into the, to the 10 mile. And I was like, wow, okay, this is cool. And, uh, it makes me feel good about myself and feel a little more confident going into, into a race this this spring, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to run Jersey city oh, uh, nice. marathon here. It's, it's a new marathon here and it's going to be fast. Uh, it's a, it's a BQ event. So nice. Yeah. Running, running, running close to home is always fun too. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, it's literally, it's literally a 30 minute drive. I that's mean, awesome. You can keep like, all your routine the same kind of just, yeah. You know, wake up a little earlier. Yeah. Which I probably would have done anyway. Yeah. Uh, cause start times are pretty ridiculous and you got to make it through mm-hmm. the crowds and yep, all the wave uh, stuff, get everything set up and ready to go. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, but anyway, so moving on to your struggles, I, I kind of shared some of mine. Uh, what are some of your biggest struggles and how do you stay motivated in training? I, yeah, like the, the biggest struggle is just like, you know, the, those lull patches where you're just kind of, you know, down on anything for any given reason where you're like, why, why am I going out and doing this 10 mile run? Why am I going and doing strength today? Like, well, what is this actually achieving? Like, I think those are the hardest days and that's where like, it's just kind of taking the step back and having a more holistic view of like what was, what's going on. You're like, you may feel terrible today, but having like an experience like us cross for me was like, you know, that's why you do it. You, you do it for those victories and it doesn't have to be like a us cross. It could be a local 5k. It could be just going out and having a really like good run, like nice day or whatever, like taking, yeah. taking in the little things with it, I think is super important because you get so like result driven sometimes where it's like, you'll lose your mind if you keep doing that. And I think taking that step back and just like being like, it's not that serious at the end of the day. A lot of people want to make it that serious, but it, it, it's not like go out. I, I've said, like go, go to a trivia night, go bowl with your friends, go, you know, do something that isn't like robotic running. Like, yeah change it up do do something you wouldn't normally do like that i think those are good rust buster or like rut buster kind of things for you that a lot of runners kind of neglect just because like it's not conducive to their training like just have fun with it at times that like you should be enjoying the process yeah exactly (laughs) like like, if you're not you're doing something a little wrong yeah and you're definitely gonna have times where you're like this sucks like and that's normal like accepting that things are going to suck sometimes is very normal, but like, definitely I can, not, I can relate to that a hundred percent. Yeah. Like, yeah. Advance out of it. Dude. I, I wake up some mornings and I'm like convincing myself like to get out of bed, start that run. And it's yeah. always like on the one side of it, I'm like, I don't want to get up. And the other side, it's like, dude, if you get up and do your run, your whole day is going to be so much better. Cause I do, yeah. I feel so much better when I get my run done in the morning and I have the rest of my day to just like kind of relax and not know that I put in the work already today and that running, exactly. that, that's going to take care of itself. Like it doesn't matter if I had a good day. It doesn't matter if I had a bad day. It doesn't matter if I ran my workout exactly the way I wanted to, or if I had a shit day, like the, the thing is that I, I know I showed up and that's part of the process. And, uh, part, it definitely, yeah. yeah. Part of it's uh, just like accepting, like, you know, you're just going to have days where it, it, it sucks and like yeah. accepting yeah. that and being like there's going to be more highs with it like just trudge through it find somebody that you can confide in and you're not going to have that like i think a lot of it is normalizing the you know this stuff sucks sometimes like i think a yeah lot of people put it does that, like yeah a lot of people put the mask on and be like oh training's always this like you'll see like instagram posts from a lot of like professionals yeah. just being like oh training is like going hyper well like I can't count on, I, I can't count recently how many days where I've been like, this sucks. Like I'm, I'm like, I, I can't do this like kind of thing. Like, yeah. but then you get through it and stuff just kind of happens. I think, I think being transparent with it kind of helps the sport because I mean, you know, like it's, it's a tough thing to do. Like at the, yeah, not just athletes for anything like it's tough to do and accepting that, you know, maybe you need to lean on somebody for that. Like is something and like acknowledging that, okay, maybe I'm not all right right now. And like, I need to take a step back, you know, instead of just pushing through. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I'm glad to see like, we are getting to that spot in, in society really, yeah. uh, especially 
I've noticed it in college more. It's big, becoming a bigger thing in college to like to be more aware of that and to to do what's healthy, not yeah. what's not what's for the team, for coaching, for keeping your scholarship, for all that. And I think recently a lot of the new NLI deals have been stuff that help contribute to that, to like humanizing the athletes. Uh, and uh, it's it's definitely cool to see coming from from the other end, the professional end of things that, I mean, I'm sure your coach and your teammates all support that. And like they are in the same boat and you guys all work together on that. It's, it's good to see. It's good to see that there's that awareness uh, that it does suck and, and sometimes you just got to embrace the suck, but you also got to listen to it and do what you need to enjoy, do what you need so that you do enjoy it. Um, exactly. Because burnout is, is real. Like yeah. it is, it's real. I've, I've been there. Uh, there's times in college I was running. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just going to get to the finish line. All right. Like it, I'm going to show up so I don't get in trouble and I'm going to get to the finish line. Yeah. And then other times I was so motivated and, like ready to go. Um, I remember actually right when COVID hit was like, I was never more in. And then yeah. I, I, I remember like I was on the cusp of bre- breaking 15. Uh, and like, I had a really good, I had a really good 15 minute time trial on the track. And uh, I want to say, I was like going into the final 200 when I hit the 15 minute mark. And I was like, this was practice, not a race. It was a tempo, like, I was like, I think I got it. And then it was like the next day COVID hit. And I'm like, yeah, damn. No. All right. All, all practices were canceled. All races were canceled. All, and then I got injured and it, it kind of ended. And yeah, that's how my college ended. And, uh, you know, I, we came back, we had some races, we did some things. I had some PRs in my steeplechase and whatnot on the track, but it, it kind of just ended on a bad note. And, I think, uh, like we were talking earlier, uh, and our technical difficulties that we had, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, unfinished business. Like we would both be, I was, I asked you if you would still be running at this competitive level, if you didn't sign to, to a team and you said, yeah. Uh, and I think for sure, same with me, I think I, you know, I'm still here running, trying to be competitive, uh, and it's just, it's just something that's in you. It's, and it's unfinished. Like you need to, you need to keep working at it and you, you can't let all those years in the past, all that hard work, the literal blood, sweat and tears like go away. And, yeah. uh, I apply that to everything else in my life too. Uh, you always got to work towards what you've been working towards, especially if it is your dream. Like you don't just give up because, you know, you got dealt a hard hand, like, because you feel it's not fair or whatever. Um, we all go through stuff like that. Uh, stuff happens to us. We, we lose motivation. Uh, it's just hard to see the other side, especially in this world of social media where we're always seeing the good training, like these killer workouts, these killer races, everybody's doing great. Everybody's, you know, having great training cycles and staying injury free. And meanwhile, like you're battling injury, you're battling, wanting to even get up out of bed in the morning to do your training. Uh, so I think, uh, staying motivated is definitely the hardest thing to do. Um, and that's one of my goals of 2023 is just to stay consistent and trust, trust that it's all going to work out. Uh, as long as you just keep doing it, uh, and, and trust that you're, what you're doing is enough. 
Yeah. Uh, I know, I know that sometimes can be the hard part is trusting your training and trusting what you're doing is correct. Uh, yeah. A lot of right it's now. just showing up. Like, I mean, like a lot of good can come from just showing up every day and putting in effort to whatever you're into, whether it's running or your job or a hobby that you have, like just a lot of more than half the battles showing up and yeah. being engaged. I think that's, that's something that's huge about our, our sport in general is just being engaged with it and being able to just commit, you know, a lot of guys like will commit, but then I guess like whatever it could be in their heads, hold them back. And that, that's always the toughest battle. Like physically we can handle a lot more than we think it's the mental edge. Definitely. Definitely. What are your goals for the 2023 season? Um, any team goals, uh, any individual goals that you have in mind? Yeah, no, uh, individually, I- I'd love to qualify for the uh, U.S. champs in the 10,000. That's kind of the, the focus right now, um, taking it one one run at a time right now. But uh, that's that's the overarching goal. Um, I, th- I think team goal-wise, we, we just want to see – how many people we can get to the Olympic trials, uh, in the, in the marathon. I think that's, that's kind of what, uh, what the system's built around. And, uh, we've already got, God, I think it seems like 80% of our roster is already there. So like, you know, I think that'd be something that's going to be huge. Um, that's kind of looking forward. Um, but yeah, just, I, I, I think, uh, us champs is something good to aim for right now. And then just kind of, I mean, figuring out this whole professional scene, Within my first year, I think I think that's a, a big goal. Is you know learning a lot. It, yeah, fresh, it fresh, freshman season again. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's a whole other game. It's a like I, I didn't think it would be a whole other game, but it definitely is because I mean everybody every time you're racing, it's just there's dogs out there, and you're like any given day anybody can get you. It's like just one of the, one of those days and figuring out what works well for you and how how to attack like a like a road scene something that you don't race in college i think that's something that 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 you got to figure out on the fly and there's there's not really a proven science as to how to make it work it's just trial and error and being able to accept failure when it happens we talked about worlds already and uh we think it's going to shape up to be quite a gutsy race uh do you think usa has a good chance at a uh, placing or even winning as a team I, I think anything can happen in, uh, in in this race just because of the conditions. Um, I, we've got a we've got a solid squad. It's it's going to come down to um, who's going to want it more and who's who's actually showing up for it because there's going to be guys from different countries that'll show up that are in the middle of a block for probably track season that aren't as focused on this, but they made the team. So I think it's it's going to come down to. How, how bad the guys want it. And I think from that race at USA is it, it, it kind of shows that we're, we're going to have a group that's going to want it. So whether, whether the, we're the most talented out there, which I mean, it, it's hard to go up against Ethiopia and like Kenya and say that we're the most talented, but I, th- yeah. I, I think, I think we got guts and I think that's what it's going to take. So I think we're going to have a chance. Um, anything can happen on the day, but I mean, top three would be, I think a huge day for the U.S. Yeah, huge day for the U.S. I'd love to see that. That It's great. We've already had a great showing this year for Team USA, and I think that would be a nice little addition to that. Because uh, on the indoor side of things, we've seen some big uh, big times from U.S. We got two world leads and two USA 
uh, records on the uh, on the board already on the distance side of things. Uh, we got Woody in in the five k, um, just a couple seconds off the indoor world five yeah. k record. Uh, crazy to see pilot speed. So yeah, yeah. A, a twenty five sitting in his back pocket, he'll bust out at any point. He's yeah. Uh, He's a dog. Hey, talk about somebody with guts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, gosh. Uh I mean, I remember I remember talking about Woody back when Thomas was first uh at UP like Yeah. Just like we knew he was good then, but like this he hasn't stopped yet. He's still going, still growing as an athlete. It's been great to see. And he's he's an example of just kind of a guy that, you know, turned like he he had, he had some early hiccups in his career and injury yeah. problems and stuff like that and didn't deter him and he's i mean running as fast as he ever has now and I, I think a lot of people would have probably shut it down after a couple of those injuries and he just keeps it going you gotta you gotta keep it going you gotta see it through you gotta see all that hard work through it be ashamed to to have regrets one day exactly. uh do you uh do you see or predict any uh have any big predictions for the indoor season? Like will we see any crazy big performances again? I th- Somebody's going to take a crack at the, the U S mile record. Um, whether I, I would assume it's going to be Nagusa takes a crack at it. I mean, yeah. he just got the three K and he's got, he's got, he's violently. Quick. He's got some wheels. He's just, yeah. He's a, I mean, really good racer. Obviously, OAC's figured something out on the track. They're they're lighting everything on fire, and you got Grant Fisher this week across every Europe, distance. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, Grant. He's you, you don't go over to Europe to run slow. So um, I'm yeah. assuming he's he's going to try to take that 3K record right back. If if I were to guess, um, so I think yeah, we're going to see some more US records go down. Um, I I I think the mile will be the one that will for sure go. I think we'll have. I think we'll have somebody from the U.S. go 347 is my yeah. prediction. I think Webb's record is really in jeopardy this year. All right. Webb, you've been put on notice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And kind of kind of like ease things up a little more, uh, get away from running. Uh, Chiefs or Eagles? Oh, man. I'm a Kansas guy. Yeah. So yeah. Chiefs, there we go. Chiefs by 100, of course. Like, okay. There we it'll go. It'll be a good I, game, though. My, I'm excited. My teammates is a big Eagles guy. So okay. We've been, we've been chirping a little bit. So Yeah. Um, you got to have a nice, friendly chirp, you know? Yeah. Our defense has got to show up. That's I'm not worried. Patty Mahomes is uh, is is the truth. It's just whether our yeah. defense shows up. Yeah. You, I was a little worried. He was looking a little shooken up at the end of that last game. So hopefully, hopefully these, this two weeks off has been a – been a good recovery time for him he's got that dog man you can, i mean you even you can't even the dog even yeah. hurt, he he was put me in I, i'm winning this game i've never uh, seen a guy that talented in anything I'm just yeah like, oh my god you're just so like he, anytime he even throws like an interception i can't get mad i'm like dude like whatever yeah right uh so that'll be it i'm i'm excited to see the super bowl this year i think it's probably been one of the ones i've been most excited for in a while it'll um, be good yeah uh, who, who who's your prediction see i mean i being from missouri the and growing up or not growing up there but being there the last couple of years i want to say chiefs i really do and i i love this kansas city chiefs i love you know i love the st louis area teams and everybody there yeah. roots for kansas city so i want to say kansas city but part of me is just feeling like Philadelphia's good, got it. Yeah. Got a good I, but, defense. But because I feel that way, like, is what excites me even more for it. Because I'm like, <laughs> I don't know who to pick. Like, I don't know who's going to yeah. win. 
because uh, most of the time you like you have like you know there's a clear favorite there's a clear underdog and mm. this year i feel like really like all right there's it's going to be a one score game like yeah no i think so too i, I hope it doesn't come down to bucker kicking field goals that's all i gotta say yeah <laughs> no comment <laughs> <laughs> and uh i wanted to go on and say uh i'm big into shoes like running shoes is like my thing if i had more money I would be just as broke because I would spend it all on running shoes. So my question is, uh, if you could only bring one pair of shoes from your lineup to you, like you're going on vacation, it's your one shoe. What are you? What are you grabbing? Glycerin GTS, easy. I've got a, uh, I've got really flat old man feet, so I need some support. Um, the the Glycerin GTS was the first shoe I switched to from. I've been in the Adrenalines for like six, seven years, just because like I had bad planner. And this is a shoe that fixed it. And I was like, okay, I'm not going away. And then I got yeah. here and I saw that they had more support lines and everybody said good things about the glycerin. So I tried them and they got, I mean, they got good snap for like a daily trainer and they're just soft. Like, I does mean, the, like, does the glycerin GTS also have a stealth fit version? They do have the stealth fit. I don't, I walk around in my stealth fits, but I, I don't run in them just because okay. like, I, I, I get my shoes really tight just cause I got, I got skinny ass feet, skinny feet. Like, me too. Yeah. Me too. I'm like, I can cinch those like as much as possible, but the stealth fits are sick. Like just for like walking around and I, yeah. I work in them and stuff like that. You know, they're, they're great. Shoes. I'm a big fan of that. Like uh, every company has their version of that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a big fan of the, that fit. Um, but yeah, sometimes like if it's, if it's not built narrow enough, you, yeah. you struggle to get the right fit with that. Um, that's what I've had that issue with shoes across yeah. other, other lineups. Um, the adrenaline was actually my very first pair of running shoes. My mom was always a Brooks, uh, Brooks person me. growing up. So like, uh, I remember I went into the running store with her when she was going in to get her new pair of shoes. And that's what I grabbed. I grabbed like this, like white and red pair of, uh, adrenalines, uh, that's sweet. Year, years and years ago. Um, and I, I want to say I, I want to say I put like ten miles in that pair of shoes. Like <laughs> to, to be honest, like I didn't. Run, I would only run like a mile and a half at a time. I was like fifth grade, you know. Um, Man, that's way more than I was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wasn't ever running competitively. I didn't start running competitive till I guess like my I guess like my eighth grade year. We had like we have like a track season in middle school, but it mm-hmm. wasn't like anything big. Um, but it was just to, you know, we, we were going after a three P city championship. So uh, I had you, to run, I had to run I track. We, already, we already had football and basketball. So you I had, had to get the we glory. Had to, we had to get the track. So it was the way we, as eighth graders wanted to go out with the bang. Oh yeah. Uh, because so, eighth grade graduations, like the end of yeah. the year, at yeah. that moment, you're like, at that oh, moment, that was like, the biggest moment of my life. Changing. You know? yeah. <laughs> and then, and then I got to, you know, summer happened. Uh, everybody hit their growth spurts, all the guys and, I was, I was like, oh, I can't play football anymore. Yeah. Uh, cross country, here I come. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, that's that's when I first got started. I was like this like five foot, 100 pound kid, like couldn't play football anymore. So going, going to run. and uh, Found something else, yeah. No. Yeah, it, it, I'd always known I'd like running. And, uh, you know, because I was running in like fifth grade. Uh, but I, I think that mostly came through my mom because I'd see her running. And uh, yeah. not that she was like super competitive. She kind of just did it just to do it. And uh, just kind of do what your parents did. Like, if you yeah, I kind of just fell into that. And uh, I remember like she took me for a run one time when I was little. She tells me the story. And uh, 
I, I was just leaving her in the dust. Like my first time ever going for a run, like, and I'd like look back and she'd be like, tell me, go on, just go ahead. Like, you're fine. <laughs> and, uh, it's kind of cool to see, like, I didn't even know, I didn't even dream of being a runner at that time and how like I have those memories now and they've like really defined me and how and why I think I even became a runner. Uh, like I think without those moments, I might have not become a runner. And uh, it's cool to have those moments. Uh, did you have any moments like that? I, I mean, like my both of my parents were like freak runners in high school and college in college. And I didn't know it because they didn't they never told me my mom was like a USA Today all American kind of thing. Like she was she was freakishly good. And um, I, I love football, basketball and baseball. And growing up, I played those. They never pressured me to run. My mom volunteered. Same, Same. Uh, that's everything. Yeah, like the, my mom volunteered as the track coach of my uh, middle school team because it was it counted towards service hours for her because I went to a Catholic school. And she was like, she's like, you can come with me to practice and just sit in the car if you want. And I was like, oh, if I'm going to go, I might as well do something. So I started getting into it like my sixth grade year. Ran. I was I was pretty okay. And then like. I got to high school and I was like, I had a really good first cross country season. And I, I guess that kind of like changed it for me. Cause I was like, I was like, Oh man, like I'm, I'm, I'm better than I was at any of the other sports in this. And then like mm-hmm. just kind of, I guess, figuring out like what was going on, like with the sport, I, I just felt like there was a lot there that I hadn't, you know, tapped into and looking back at like high school, me, I'm, I, th- I think that's part of why I kind of keep going at times because I'm like, man, he had no expectations. Like just did it because it, it was something he liked doing. And like when I get those like really crappy stages where I'm bogged down and I don't want to work, I don't want to like do anything that it takes to do this. I'm kind of like, you know, if, if I were to talk to my high school version of myself, I'd be like completely blown away. And like, that's, I think a big motivating factor as to why I just keep doing it. When did you go all in on running? I say I went all in. My it's tough to say. Like high school, I, I thought I was all in. I, I I didn't know anything about training. My like my parents never pushed me at all with it. So like I was doing like max twenty miles a week. I never worked yeah. out. Like yeah. I never did anything like that. I just oh yeah, with, I didn't like, touch weights until college. <laughs> no, like I would do like three or four miles a day at like eight thirty pace, and then I yeah. would go and race pretty decent for like that and like i was like whatever and then i got to college in my first my first collegiate 8k i broke my 5k pr in cross by i don't know like i think i ran like 15 flat through it and i was like that was like a minute and change pr and like it was it was honestly my coach at washburn uh kyle gibson uh i mean he he told me that i i had the potential to do this beyond college he was like he was like you've you've got a gift and if you don't screw up and you keep yourself level, you can do this because I mean, he could tell you better than I could. I I had hothead moments and I was definitely, uh, I was, I was tough to coach early on, like in college, just because I I had such like just grasping like expectations of what I wanted out of my career and stuff like that. And he would definitely curve it for me. he was a really good uh, mentor early on because he got the the edge that I had, and he was able to curve it a little bit. Because I mean, I'm a, I'm a fiery guy when I'm I'm racing or, or I'm training, and I, I learned to control it a little bit more with him because I mean, I would just have moments where I just like 
blow up on my own self. And he, he just like, dude, you're being an idiot. Like, just take a step back. You're improving. And I mean, yeah, it was definitely that freshman year at college. Like I was like, you know, I, I went all in because I was like, I, I think I can, I think I can go for like run professionally. Like he, he yeah. gave me that little bit of like belief that I, I didn't even have myself. I was like, you know, I'll, I'll do this for four years. I'll get out and I'll go do whatever I end up wanting to do with my career. But he was like, he's like, you want, if you want this, you can have it. And, um, I mean, I, I have a lot to thank to him for that. So, um, yeah, shout out. You know, yeah. Shout out to him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Still really close with him. I uh, love him. So, yeah. Th- uh, Washburn is, uh, you, you weren't in my, uh, conference. You were like neighboring conference of mine. Yeah. We were the MIAA uh, and you guys were, uh, GLVC. Yeah. GLVC. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I know we, we had some, I don't think we actually had some overlapping races, but there are races that I've been to that your team goes to. Like, yeah. so it's interesting to see where there's a lot of teams that, uh, like Northwest Missouri, we go to their indoor meet all the time. Mm-hmm. Like that, they're in that conference as well. Uh, Pitt yeah. State is there. Uh, so we never Good got conference. to. Yeah, we never got to like. Uh, I never saw you in in college, but uh, I know which we, was we weird. were like, we were close. We were very close, Kansas and Missouri. Uh, yeah, and I went to Marysville like a, uh, like through Marysville. I had a couple of buddies in St. Louis, so it was like you know, yeah, I, I'd go visit. So it, small world kind of thing when we met. Black yeah, staff, was like, yeah, that was, it was very. Especially with like, like, dude, I'm from Thomas. Kansas. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. through Thomas, uh, Justin, Justin. Yep, of course. Um, uh, all the yeah. guys, Justin Riley, all those guys that were there that summer. That was a, yeah, that was a great summer. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thomas and I were high school teammates. Um, yeah, Thomas, and then Justin. Justin was actually a uh, teammate of a teammate of mine in colleges. In college. Oh, really? My, my roommate, my the guy I was roommates with my whole college career uh that's how i knew justin and uh yeah they're both justin's a character too i I love love that i love justin i lived with him for two and a half years in portland yeah i I loved justin as a roommate and everything and um dude just all around probably the nicest guy you'll ever meet is justin like i mean just yeah always always if you were in the gutter you could talk to Justin and he would, he would get like, you could think you were the worst person in the world. He would gas you up and just, Dude, he, he was great, an awesome great teammate. Person. Great person. Oh, definitely. Awesome teammate. Great guy. Definitely friend. Yeah. Thomas, definitely I good hate friend. Him. I hate Thomas. Okay. Yeah. Thomas. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I love Thomas too. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't, I haven't heard much from Thomas anymore. Uh, I need to, I need to catch up with him. Maybe I'll have him on. Uh, Dude. Yeah. He's, he's doing his thing. He's, he's, uh, yeah. I, I, oddly enough the dude's like a ghost on social media uh but he's completely off it man he, he yeah he, he beat the systems so. yeah but so the only way i really keep up with him is uh through his girlfriend uh oh yeah so, yeah lauren so that's yeah that's the only way yeah lauren that's the only way i uh ever see any glimpse of thomas unless i reach out yeah um but yeah now miss the kid miss miss all you guys at uh up uh it'd be it'd be great to to see you guys all again uh you yeah, know, no. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to stay in the running scene as long as possible. So as hopefully, as my possible, path will yeah. over will overcross with you uh, guys. I'm sure. Ho- yeah. Hopefully, I get. You, hopefully, I get better at uh, marathoning, and maybe I'll see you at a major one day. It, go, come out and run Chicago next year. It'll be a, it'll be a good time. So right. I mean, it's it's a really cool event too. I mean, like, yeah. just world majors are like awesome. I, I didn't realize how how much energy was behind them, and just 
how cool it is. So yeah, I definitely want to, I want to do Boston, Chicago, New York. Yeah. Uh, we'll have some guys at Boston this year too. So yeah. that'll, that'll be a fun one to watch. I'm, I'm going, I haven't got a full in yet, so I'm going for, I'm going for a BQ just, just to get it out of the way. Uh, yeah. get that first marathon under my belt, not necessarily going for It'll be a PR no matter what, obviously, yeah. but, uh, I'm not going for like to hit a top time, you know, my best time. Put a dart not, on the board. I'm, yeah, I'm not training like super hard right now. I'm still figuring out scheduling and running a podcast and working full time, living in New yeah. York City, training. You know, it's a lot. It's, it's life comes at you hard and fast. Just figuring out what, yeah, how to how to make everything work is like everybody always wants the you know yeah. serum, like sh- serum or like key to it. There's no key. It's just you know, yeah. It's you, you tweak your own formula. Everybody's a little different. I could do exactly what you do and I probably wouldn't touch. Yeah. I probably, it probably wouldn't benefit me. It'd probably be, there's a better system for me. Yeah. And you'll find, and you'll find Uh, it through tweaking. Yeah. Um, so I just, uh, wanted to close out this episode. Uh, but first, uh, what's a piece of advice that you'd like to give to the people? Uh, it's a, I, I guess anybody just kind of, like what I was saying earlier, like with, uh, like this sport is not fun at times and running is not fun at times, but it's, it's about who you do it with and why you do it. If you're struggling with motivation and things like that, I've always found it like, I mean, I've always found it beneficial to take a step back and figure out why, what I'm truly chasing and what I guess is motivating me at that moment. And if I'm lacking motivation, it's back to the drawing board kind of thing. Just like take a, take a step back. Don't be afraid to, to be a person, be, be the best version of you that you can. And that doesn't mean like, you know, all the virtuistic kind of stuff. It's just like you, you want to go to trivia night. You want to go play video games with your friends. You want to go do whatever, go, go do it. But like the, this sport's too intense at times and people are too like, just, like zoomed in on everything too much just life life in general fun, too man like yeah life like, in general if, if it's not a, if a running doesn't apply to that it's your life that applies to that uh, yeah exactly. just for everybody else out there too yes um yeah that's yeah. I, that's zoom, zoom out zoom out yeah zoom out expand your horizons we're just uh we're just floating on a rock in space you know exactly it's not that deep yeah like yeah <laughs> And then, uh, so I guess with that, uh, we'll bring the episode to the end. Uh, again, thank you, Clems, for your time. Uh, we had a little technical yeah, difficulty. Thank you for having me. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, we had a no. great, great chat, man. Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome on any time, uh, whenever yeah. it lines up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, we're just uh, me and one of my teammates are starting a podcast as well, so we'll have to we'll have to bring Dude. you on and merge merge Heck communities. Yeah. Heck yeah! I'd love so. to see that. Yeah. Uh, so again, guys, thank you for joining us on the Hover Running Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, don't hesitate to reach out. Drop a follow on Instagram at Hover Running uh, for updates to stay connected with our community. Uh, and if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving a review, sharing, sharing with your friends and other fellow runners. Uh, again, uh, this was Jacob Clems, uh, runner for Hanson uh, Brooks. And uh, yeah, thank you for your time today. Yeah, thank you, man.